Achievements on the golf course are not what matters. Decency and honesty are what matter. Hello, friends, and welcome to an episode of the Bomb Squad podcast. I'm Jerry Lou, and with me as always is Matt Smith. How you doing, Agent Smith? Ooh, ah, I totally blanked on like a Matrix quote. Oh, Hello, well, Mr. Have- Anderson. I, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, or my, yeah. is my name is Neo, for God's sakes. Uh, nope, no, no, I'm, I'm all good, man. I'm all good. How's, how are things on the on the best coast, West Coast? Uh, yeah, the Golden Coast. We um, it's been getting cold. We actually got some snow coming up in a few days. But I've been, uh, despite the Red Dragon having no juice, the the wife's taking me to work, and I've been working a lot. Still, uh, work's been to be had out there, man. I mean, in case you, this is your first episode, I am a caddy at Bandon Dunes, Bandon, Oregon, United States of America. And uh, yeah, it essentially, so with the fifth course opening now, it has really turned into a case of if you show your face around the shack, you're going to get work. So I wasn't getting much work because my schedule hampered me with the car. But now that's uh, that's very different. But uh, we know you're trapped in the snow up there. Yeah, I was going to say you're getting snow and I'm just looking at the forecast here because we're kind of in a cold snap as well as we have a foot of snow on the ground. Um, this week we have low temperatures and I'm, I am talking Fahrenheit for our southern viewers uh oh. we have we have lows of one three five three three zero and one in the next uh seven days so that that's fun we got that going for us you There's know we dead to- bodies out there in the fucking snowbanks they're they're being preserved naturally Orale, vato. we use centigrade in mexico too homes come on <clears throat> so see see mm. Oh, excuse me as I enjoy my Bud Light seltzer lemonade. They're all starting to make, they all made seltzers. Now they're all making lemonades. They're delicious. Do you have a favorite after last week's? Well, that's the thing. Uh, those were the hard teas. And honestly, I'm, I've shifted to the, uh, I, I had some Mike's hard lemonade seltzers. Ew. Um, and then I shifted to these uh, Bud Light seltzer lemonades and this four pack, the variety pack, they're all delicioso. So mm. hmm. I'm enjoying myself the black cherry right now, but I'll say the quote one more time. You're going to love who said this. Achievements on the... It's not packed again. Uh, achievements on the golf course are not what matters. Decency and honesty are what matter. Patrick Reed. I said not Patrick Reed. I wouldn't do that to you two weeks in a row. Come on. Or would uh, Byron Nelson. Mm, nah, you should have still skewed with the Patrick Reed side. It was Tiger Woods. Yeah. Okay. Tiger Woods said achievements on the golf course are not what matters. Decency and honesty are what matter. Now, did he say that in his press conference after he was caught cheating on his wife? I feel like that. This this was quote number 14 out of 55 from AverageGolferColorado.com. I'm, I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. So Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to actually hear when he said that because really, really Tiger's when just like. Think, when do you think he said it? <laughs> in the press conference after he got bashed up in the escalate oh see now i take this totally as he probably said that before pre-2008 or 2009 don't you think nah nah that's that that's a that's a pr ploy he's all he's all about you know take him down i'm i'm here to win only but yeah whatever yeah that's that's it that's the topic for debate i'm open to that good on you so our last tournament we had was the waste management open I'm just going to start come, calling some of these tournaments, honestly, uh, dog, as I used to, just like Scottsdale. That's what it is. Yeah. Like it's Phoenix, of course, or like Tory or Pebble or Bob Hope, uh, Chrysler dealership. Anyways, uh, Brooks 
Kepka, we were talking on Twitter a little bit. You can find me at Jerry Lou Looper. You can find Matt Smith at Bomb Squad Matt. And you can follow who, or talk to whoever runs the show at Bomb Squad Golf Co. on Twitter. Um, you asked me what my thoughts were going to the final round. I, I guess we, we can get into that just because uh, that's like what's fresh. And then we can get into more parts of the tournament because there were other players involved, obviously. But I'll give my answer, but I'm going to flip the question back on you. Going into Sunday morning with speed at the top and everything, what were I never got to ask you? What were your predictions for the final round? While you're thinking about that answer that I never got to ask you for yesterday, let me tell people that you asked me, and I said it's uh, Xander's tournament to lose. Um, I said uh, I've had my eye on Scheffler for three goddamn days now, and uh, and don't make me say Louis Oosthuizen because I will start to throw things, and wouldn't you know it in perfect fashion. Those three fellows, amongst a few others, like it's like my pick for the Super Bowl. I pick the exact opposite for everything in my head when I think in earnest this is the, this is probably the smart thing, the way it's going to be, and then the opposite happens. So it's not that I'm a piece of crap that doesn't know what he's talking about per se, which you know that's still the jury's still out. But it turns out Xander, it was his tournament to lose, and he did not win it. Um, Scotty kind of eh, flared out just like anyone else. Thank God Louie did, but uh. Who did you think? I mean, who did you think was going to win the tournament? Going into the day, I did think it was going to be I, – I, my heart was set on either Spieth or Shoffley. Oh, they, were, they were tied for the lead. For some reason, I had this, like, suspicion that K.H. Lee would just be hanging around, make a couple late birdies, maybe walk away with the title. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest – the waste management open on the front nine, it, it was waste management. It was like speed hits it in the waste off of one. Guys are, are making bogeys, they're not making putts. They're they're missing the green with short wedges. It was it was it was actually painful to watch. And I'm I'm sitting there and I, I encourage really our, our, our listeners to follow along with me on Sundays because I, I do kind of take some time just to sit on the couch and just dedicate myself to watching and tweeting my thoughts or reactions to things. And all of a sudden, you know, James Hans in the lead by two making the turn. And, and all of a sudden, you know, he's up by two. It looks like he's going to be up by three. He's got a par five on the 13th. He dumps it in the water, makes a six. Um, Xander makes a couple birdies and then, and then um, speed starts knocking down the pin. Couldn't make a putt all day. Scotty Shuffler was slow and steady all day. Carlos Ortiz had posted an early 64. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and 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 who did we forget about all day, and and, and nobody had seen until about the fifteenth hole. Yes, yeah, the... I, I I got no explanation. I, yeah. I was starting to grill. I was grilling you for saying JT, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I put that on there because I believe he was two back to start the day, and and if anybody can go low and and claim it, you know, you know, Justin Thomas, my money would be on him. So you know, the 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 poll was we had um, obviously. Shoffley, Spieth, JT, the field. Now, 54%, I believe, was the number that took the field. Um, That's always an easy, like, I hate to say it, I know what you put Yeah, it's an easy. Yeah, because the field is, like, usually, if you were to, like, not even tell me what three or four golfers you're going to pick, I'm probably going to take the field every time. And and that was even 10 years ago. Yeah, so it it was just interesting to watch and, and how things went down and how everything played out. And Steve Stricker was there, 53, 54 years oh, old this yeah. week. Oh, like, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, well, sort of the coverage he, until he, he made birdie on 15, but... Wasn't he playing with uh, Brooks? 
Uh, he was. Um, we'll talk was about a little Ryder Cup audition right there. Come on, Stricker Brooks, and I want to say Han. That was that was the the pairing or the. It's funny to say pairing. Um, I did notice yeah. that when the last T group, the grouping teed off. They said pairing. A pairs two last time I or fruit, but I, I don't know. I'm not a math scientist, but or a fruit. <laughs> Come on. Go on. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're not, as you said, and we're talking about fruit. Yeah. No, you're on a roll there, doctor. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. Back to, so golf. It, back to what you're an expert in. Come on. Back to golf. Jordan Spieth couldn't <laughs> hit a fucking side of a barn if he was standing in it. He couldn't hit water if he was in did a you, boat. Did you sincerely think Jordan Spieth was going to do anything? Honestly, like this was like the Shakespearean play they kept canceling and then they finally opened it and we knew how it was gonna fucking end. I mean, and you know what I hate to say, he shot his way into obscurity. I mean Yeah, and and I wanna talk about this a little bit later once we maybe okay. dabble into just some light, light equipment talk. Um, but yeah, he's not driving the golf ball very well. He never um, has. He never exactly, never has. Hitting it long though. Um you know, mm-hmm. di- round four, 321 yard average uh, for the week 317. So definitely hitting it longer um, for the week putting 1.024 strokes game putting. But in the final round, it was a negative 1.9. So almost lost two strokes to the field just in the uh, final round alone. Ends up, losing, ends up losing by two. So he, he had a lot of, of poor putts, was leaving a lot of things short. So I think the nerves were there. But Considering where he's been over the last, you know, two years, it was encouraging to see. So um, good to see, you know, at, at least some vital signs. Um, I'll, I'll use some doctor slang now that I'm, I've been uh, christened Dr. Smith over here. Some vital signs that the heart appears to still be ticking inside Jordan Spieth. But uh, who's christened Dr. Smith? Is that like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Come on. Something like that. Yeah. Kevorkian. Uh, anyways you know Kepka in typical Kepka fashion birdies the par 5 13th birdies 14 birdies par 5 15th eagles 17 with a great chip in uh was not expecting that um it makes you know a rather routine par on 18 hit a hit a poor wedge shot. i believe he had um only about 80 yards 75 80 yards kind of just left it short off the front of the green only had about 25 feet. Um, but after piping a 360 yard drive right down the gut on 18. So, um, it, for a guy coming off three missed cuts, um, didn't play a lot, obviously over the last two years, as much as he would like due to injury. Um, uh, but encouraging signs ramping up into, you know, the first majors of the year. So what, what were your thoughts on the weekend? Well, obviously, Brooks taking it away kind of took me by surprise a little bit. Um, and really, I want to talk about his chip in for Eagle on 17, because that was really, I mean, that was straight daggers, essentially. But Absolutely. overall, this, it was a tournament that I enjoyed, kind of bumped. I, I was watching some of it, but not too much. But I mean, it was popping around too much with like, I mean, maybe in terms of, like that's what we wanted, as opposed to like the week before where it was Tory and it was just like uh, Pat Reed on cruise control. But overall, I mean, I don't know. I, I I wish Jordan Spieth didn't show up. I still wish he was on vacation, you know, just going and finding his way. But um, I don't know. I was just looking at the leaderboard here. It, it, it's equally chock full of, like, really good golfers that you never even talk about very often. You had Putnam with a great final round there. Naismith mm-hmm. 
Naismith was uh, chilling the whole time right around there. We had a Rory sighting on the final day, shooting seven under. I mean, that guy is, is he not going to win a major this year or what? And, I'm hoping uh, so. JT uh, plus one. Yeah, we saw that. But um, uh, that's, there's just, the cut was at, my God, what was the cut at? Was I believe one? minus two, minus one. I thought it was my no. It said here ooh, ooh, minus three was the minus the guy three. who took last place in this tournament shot even par for the whole mm-hmm. thing. Aaron Wise shout out, and then one guy shot one under, one guy shot two under, and one guy shot three under. I mean, that was the last four places of the tournament, and three of those assholes were under par. I mean, good night. What was so special about this tournament that the people scored so? Yeah, well, conditions were good. It, it was cool. Wind was down, um, but you know, usually, so. You know, I'm not I'm not a huge um, you know boxing fan, or I, I I like watching the odd huge match like a Mayweather or something like that. But it, it what I was expecting with all those names at the top of the leaderboard was like a, a Mickey Ward Arturo Gotti kind of slugfest, like all out offensive affair. And early on, it, it kind of felt like almost like the Pacquiao Mayweather fight, where one guy's trying to throw punches. The other guy's dodging them. Like, guys, it, it was just, there, was, there wasn't really anything to watch. Nothing that said, oh, I'm going to tune into golf before the Super Bowl. But it ended up on the back nine turning into that slugfest. Guys are making birdies. Guys are making bogeys. There's back and forth. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I think that speaks a lot to the golf course and that the front nine, the first few holes of the back nine, um, do have some teeth, not some great, outstanding birdie, um, you know, birdieable holes. But then you've got the reachable par five fifteenth. You've got water short. You got water left. Uh, you've got obviously the the par three sixteenth. It's only about a wedge. I want to say it maxes out about one hundred and sixty yards. So for these guys, you know, you're talking a, a hard nine iron. Um, so definitely birdieable under the right circumstances. Um, you've got 17, the drivable par four where Kepka ends up chipping in. Um, Stricker made a very, very uh, good three there as well. Um, Yeah. Shrewd birdie. I will say that for sure. And then we saw obviously Spieth and Xander kind of hit those duck hooks into the water. So great design. Um, Wait, John, excuse me, coach Smith. uh, Can you define that sounded like a technical term kind of duck hook. What what one of these words does not belong? Yeah, there's 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 no talking to a hook, right? You can oh, you can on, talk to a fade, re- but a hook doesn't listen. Don't retract. Come on, defend your defend your position there. <laughs> yeah, a hook is a hook. A duck hook. It's going left. There's no stopping it. Now, I thought Spieth was was pretty unfortunate with his. He ends up hitting the middle of the green and it just kept going and going and going and going into the water left. Um, kind of a tough break there. But he ends up losing by two. So did it actually matter? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but Xander's was just a horrible tee shot. Pulled a three wood off the tee um, and just overcooked a draw rate. Like it was not even close. So yeah, um, yeah. It, it you know, I was thinking as well, watching all this unfold. Why don't we have an action-packed short par four as the final hole? Usually you have like a a sometimes gettable par five that's really not that gettable so guys really have to hit two fantastic shots to hit the green into i'm thinking like an 18th pull at tpc boston um or like a a, a stout par four right um i know 18 at kapalua 
fits that bill and that it has a ridiculously low scoring average. But I hate to say it, those guys hit so far from what you think their target is. And they all mm-hmm. seem to have the same easy putt. So I'm not saying it, it's almost like if you don't birdie 18 at Kapalua, you're in trouble. Like you drop yeah. a shot. And, and, and it shouldn't be that easy. I, I, I was telling a, a coworker this earlier. I said, um, I like 18 at Torrey Pines because it's to me, it's the, it's the good measure of it's like, you should absolutely, a good player should be able to hit driver three wooden to have an Eagle putt. And if he screws up a little bit, we'll see the rest of us. You should be able to hit the drive and through your life and have an Eagle putt. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's very, it's a very standard straightaway, no frills, just like par five. And, and 17 to me has always been like, see uh, 17 at Pebble beach. I like that. I like the nut buster hard par three where it's like, you want to get a par on this hole, but in the flip side, much as I love Scottsdale more and more and more when I look at it, there are 17 holes. What make or makes or breaks the tournament. Cause 18 is mm-hmm. a tough hole with a white knuckle anyways, unless you're one Eldrick tiger woods. So, so I've got uh, this literally just popped in my head, very spontaneous here. And obviously the USM was just hosted at Bandon dunes. Where are you caddy? Let's say they moved. They kept the 17th hole as is, but let's say they took the current 16th hole, moved it to the 18th, and took the 18th hole to par five and moved it to the 16th. You mean flip 16 and 18, abandon? Yeah. Uh, so make a make a par five, like a reachable par five on the water, well, because, because, but then because have the a, only, a drivable par four as a finish. The only way you, you'd have so many hacks finishing on a bad note because you have to be an accomplished golfer, a five handicap or lower, to play 16 the new 18 quote unquote abandon. Sorry. No, no, no. You can't see my, Don't, yeah. 16 abandon. That's why you saw guys, the amateur carved up. That's why I saw guys like you do pretty good. Like if, if you're a good enough golfer at 16 abandon, I'm not hitting you driver to try to drive the green. I'm hitting you three wood. Cause you're going to try and come in from a lot taller height. If you're hitting a driver and that's what you need to drive the green abandon on at 16 abandon, you need to be hitting well left of the hole at out into the fairway. And, and there's even a lot of bullshit there. Personally to me, I think 16 would leave with so many more headaches for people just because people don't believe me when I tell them, like, it's like, you need a 200 yard shot. And I am I'm way off the green just, and then I'll tell them, all right, now keep your grip on because now you have a wedge hitting it towards the cliff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I get, I get your example, but 16 to me is a real nut buster of a 280 yard par four. So, so this is what I kind of wanted to spur was you got, you got a real, you've got to really think on that hole. And a lot of great short par fours, you really have to think. Think of Tenet Riviera that we're going to see in about two weeks' time, right? You can hit it 180 yards and you have a flip wedge, or you can go for the green, and if you hit it in the wrong spot and there's no water there, you're basically screwed and you can't hit the green. So it would be interesting to see that on a PGA Tour setup if the tournament came down to a short par four, two guys tied, and two guys take a very drastic Um, opposite approach. I'm just kind of spitballing here. It would be interesting to see, but I think that's really what makes the finish at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, TPC Scottsdale, a fantastic finish because you've got some some great risk reward in there and it, it never fails to have a very energized finish where anything could happen topsy-turvy. So, you know, shout out that that's a, a Wisecoff redesign. I know he didn't really tweak the last few holes that much um, over the last few years. Um, but overall, I, I think it's a fantastic golf course. And, and I'm very glad to see um, we, we didn't mention it before the show, but limited fans back, uh, which was cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um and, and cool to hear as well, it, the actual Aurora fans, because um, as a hockey fan up here living in Canada, you know, we, we've got 
hockey going on. We, we've got the NBA going on. And depending on the market, there, there's limited fans. So it was kind of cool to see fans for the first time kind of interacting with play. So that was nice to see. <clears throat> ah, that recap was brought to you by Halta Vista, Mexico's top internet search engine since 2007. Is there anything else you want to talk about waste management open? Uh, there's a, another golf tournament we want to get to before we get into some, uh, some mirth here, but uh, congrats. Yeah. Brooks, another PGA tour victory. Your second at uh, Scottsdale. And um, I guess uh, somebody I was looking for at Scottsdale and here's our segue uh, turns out he was golfing in Saudi, but Phil Mickelson, one Phil Mickelson, who this is his tournament, essentially, like he's damn near the host, I'd say, de facto, or it's his backyard. He was playing elsewhere, and I had to see it on TV, did not believe it, but to, well, see it, I guess, to see it in the first place to know to talk about it. But uh, Dustin Johnson wins the um, uh, the, the Mega Bucks, what, what tournament is it called? The Powerball over in uh, Saudi Arabia? It is called the Saudi International, uh, presented by SoftBank. Clever fucking name. Jesus Christ, the Saudi International. Yeah. Uh, well, if you don't like it, they'll just kill you or not let you leave the country. So it Look, really that's probably, is. It's great. That's probably, the, that's probably like the least amount of disdain I have towards the – like I hate to say it. I don't – we're not getting political, but it's like I – the more I learn about them, the more I'm like, ah, what are you going to do? I mean, look at all their money and look, look what they're doing over there. Are we going to be able to fight it in our lifetime? That's a nice golf course. Oh, they're paying me a lot. Ah, uh, what do you want? Yeah, to there's do? there's there's currently a little bit of a political situation going on between them and Canada right now too, and and I don't want to yeah. dive into that. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk, we'll, uh, we'll talk off the air about that. But um, was there anything else from that tournament other than DJ? Just uh, uh, oh oh, that's right. Yeah, um, who else uh, finished very close to the top of the? of the first play uh, uh just go ahead and tell us yeah tony finau is tied for the lead part way through who? the final round who um i, I believe uh, yeah uh tony finau that's uh xander shoffley's half brother oh brother you went there oh man oh my <laughs> well wait folks it was a great show you're probably not listening to me anymore because uh, we've been canceled and uh excuse <laughs> me Woo. uh yeah, they. I also heard rumors of a bridesmaid remake, um, but only this time like a male version featuring Zander, Xander Shoffley and Tony Finau, along with Tommy Fleetwood in a supporting role. So there, there's a lot of things going on with bridesmaids. Oh like my goodness! And... Oh my goodness! You little turncoat! You were you were ditching Xander that quickly? I'm not. I'm just really. You get ah, his name out of your mouth. I. I don't like to say bad things about him, but if you can't close out a tournament by shooting he's 70. Just, he's just like, showed up. He just showed up. He's like been on tour full time. What, two, three years? Come on. It's been like five. Okay. But that's, but still, <laughs> but Hey, you know what? He, he did. He did win the gross tour championship a couple of years ago. Right. What do you mean by what, what, do you, what do you what do you mean gross is and disgusting folks because he air quoted that like six times gross no 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 at, at east lake right because now it's a net tournament like club pro guy participates oh, in it. so yeah. now it's he did he did win two years ago so technically he's got another win but yeah the, the guy's been knocking on the door and Finau it's finishes like, second bogey's 16 17 also to finish second so it's like, same well, old well, same old good on you with the fleetwood comment but i mean geez louise oh hey speaking of uh uh, my boy was in a Super Bowl commercial. Did you see that? Who? Bryson? No. Who's Bryson's caddy? Uh, Kenny something? No, Tim Tucker. He was there in the commercial. Like, he didn't have any lines or whatever. But I was even, like, texting friends by going, 
Why did they hire an extra for that? Like Tim's literally a millionaire, and and I don't know why he's in the studio with Bryson fucking around. Tim should be in his new mansion in Colorado that he just built. But uh, uh, yeah, t- I, I I was tweeting about it. I said uh, I don't think anyone from Coos County has ever been in a Super Bowl commercial ever, <laughs> ever and- for any reason ever. And he was the, that Paramount streaming service that came up like three times right away. I mean, I was confused. Now, like, now you're speaking fun? to a guy who only saw this on Twitter because we don't get the american commercials anymore there's like a three-year oh. period the last three years where we got oh, the american commercials there's all um, tim Horton and letter kenny not even man we get <laughs> oh like i wish letter kenny <laughs> no, was on there actually because of crave tv but so basically like so nbc right when they have it or cbs when they have their golf broadcast they promote cbs shows like 60 minutes is on next or yeah. peacock streaming services with the office now right in canada yeah. we have like ctv so it was like oh letter kenny's on crave on demand and if i see another john ham skip the dishes commercial i actually texted this to my buddies we were group texting while watching the game i'm like if i hear this michael mcdonald cd one more time yamo burn this motherfucker to the ground and i'm gonna put a bullet through my brain right like i'm just like <laughs> yamo, yamo if, be there yamo blow my brains out <laughs> i'm like if i see the same goddamn commercial one more time because it, it's the same eight commercials on repeat which for the super bowl is every four minutes so yeah, and anyways, it, speaking of Super Bowl, shout out Tom Brady, seven-time winner, does it with a new team, just goat, goat doing goat things. I don't know if you want to touch on that as well. I know we just quickly mentioned it before the show, but yeah, oh. I wasn't expecting that outcome. Like I, I was rooting for the Buccaneers, um, but at the end of the day, I, I thought it was going to be a much more competitive game. I went to our local casino and I kept punching all the buttons so hard and furiously until I saw a decent payout. And that payout was Kansas city covering the spread. And I was and the under on the points. I was going to hammer the under on the points all day. I didn't have that much money to spend, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the game turned out differently. It was under, uh, that was about the only thing I got correctly. Me and my boy, Nick uh, Pretorius did a bunch of prop bets on the side. Um, one of them was, uh, I wish I had the sheet in front of me, Giselle Bunchen signings on camera uh, over under was one and a half. I took, the, uh, I hammered the under because I thought uh, can't, uh, they'd be losing. So why would they show her? Um, we did ones where first team to score, what kind of score, last team to score, things like that. I had mm-hmm. the color of the Gatorade, uh, you know, coin toss, stuff like that. Oh, I even had whoever crossed the, who scores first, even number, odd number. That's an old Hunter S. Thompson thing he used to do back in the day was uh, he would essentially he would like take him and whoever he's watching football with, he would uh, take dollar bills to the top and bottom of the TV and be like, these are your bets. These are my bets. You get the black players. I get the white players. You get the even numbers. I get the odd or whatever. And they just essentially you, if he couldn't think of a bet, that's how they played football all day. And just like, you know, just straight up like, Oh, we don't know who's who, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, Super Bowl. Not really much to say. I just uh, hit golf balls during the halftime show. Didn't watch it. They, uh, I am on the record as other people are uh, shaggy in that, um, Cheetos commercial was a lot better than the halftime show. That was shaggy. Uh, shout out uh, a high school. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, there, I could just tell you there was the commercials were pretty lame. Uh, they did have a lot of uh, Bud Light Seltzer with lemonade commercials, which I'm like, ah, they were really jumping the shark here because I just now got these in my house today. But uh, the Cheetos commercial was Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher essentially going around the house and he keeps like chasing her with an empty bag of Cheetos saying like, honey, did you eat this? And, and, uh, and you know, the shaggy song, was it me? Was it me? 
she kept like popping out of her with like origin her face going like she's just like i don't know what you're talking about and shaggy sitting in the kitchen like it wasn't me like it was just shaggy being shaggy i already explained it there was no good commercials that's it you know yeah. we're moving on uh we're almost fuck, dj saudi arabia whatever um super bowl whatever um was there anything else to talk about other than Tony the Tiger, uh, Tony the second place Tiger? We can call him, or no, it's Tony the Paper Tiger. That's what he is. I, I believe Justin Rose. I want to say finished third, but again, kind of a reclamation project coming off a couple bad years. Um, it actually kind of gets into something I wanted to talk about was he's searching for equipment. Um, so Justin Rose obviously had signed with Hanma after leaving TaylorMade about two, <laughs> three years ago. He won his first tournament at Torrey Pines uh, two years ago, um, but really hadn't done a thing since. It, I believe they mutually agreed to terminate the Hanma contract, and he's an equipment-free agent. Um, likewise, Brooks Kepkitz as well. Um, believe it or not, one with a set of Shrix on their brand new ZX7 irons in the bag um, and put a new Sim 2 driver in the bag. And and what I wanted to hint on kind of in, in Smitty's Coach's Corner this week was just, um, you know, you see a lot of uh, players that, you know, titleist everything or tailor-made everything. Um, and what you're seeing is a trend is – you know, some of the larger names, so Jason Day, for instance, using Mizuno irons, Artisan Wedges, uh, Odyssey Putter, I believe, and a Bridgestone Ball, St. Ball's Tiger. Um, so you see these big name players that haven't gone into new contracts and they're playing what's best for them. And my only advice, um, I had mentioned, uh, you know, a couple of episodes back, I got some Arcos um, data sensors for Christmas and I, I don't plan on buying any new equipment this year, but what I'm planning on doing is using that data to identify some weak spots and then, you know, maybe get fit for whatever club. If I have a, a certain gap or, or whatever it might be a need in the bag to upgrade. Um, but we see the best players in the world doing it. Don't be just, stuck to a single brand branch out you know shirks on mizuno wilson makes some great clubs and irons these days there are a lot of great club manufacturers out there yes they may not pay the biggest brand names or the biggest brand name players that you see on the leaderboard week in week out but there's just whatever equipment performs best for you is going to help your game so just play whatever works that's all i got done no Funny you should mention that because one Dustin Johnson is probably the last brand loyal whore out there. I mean, and he- now it, actually, it's really interesting you brought that up because he was playing a Sim 2 driver for uh, the last few weeks, but actually went back to last year's Sim that he's more comfortable with and ends up driving the ball much better and winning. Um, so, again, you know, he obviously assigned to a 14 club deal f- with TaylorMade. He has to use TaylorMade everything, but for him to go back on a brand new product, which just launched, um, it does say a lot just about that comfort factor. And sometimes it, it um, Justin Thomas, I believe, went back to his old driver as well. And I do want to hint on one thing. We, we talked about Ju- uh, Jordan Spieth driving the ball poorly. He, he's kind of got this hook draw going. All I'm going to say is spin is his friend. It looked like he just didn't have enough spin on it to stabilize the ball flight, gets offline easier when you go for that low spin. Like I said, he's driving the ball farther. But has he sacrificed, obviously, you know, the stability of the ball flight? Looks like it. Just my two cents. What do you got, Jerry? You say TaylorMade. I say Talamad. I don't care. Um, the only- 
As I almost fall off my chair with arms <laughs> on it. Scared. That was wow, <laughs> folks. If he was faking it, that was that was that'd been worth it. If he broke his arm. <laughs> um, almost snapped my thumb. That's all. La- all last, thing I wanna br- last thing I want to bring up is more Euro Tour related, but it's something I noticed, and I think maybe they just think they're better than us, so they want to fuck with us Yanks over here or whatever. But have you noticed when they go over the scorecard on the Euro Tour that? All the numbers are circled, but they're just different color. Even the pars, the pars are circled. What are they doing to us? I, I, I have not noticed the circles around the pars, but I have noticed the, the colors, which does kind of tweak me a little bit. It's like, it, I, I, I think the red is birdie, black circle is bogey, but all the gray, they all, they circle every number. I'm of the volition of like, when I do my scorecard, if I get a birdie, I circle it. If I get a bogey, I square it. If I get a double bogey, I square it. If I get a triple bogey, God forbid, I need another pencil to three squares. I mean, just the way it goes. So when you look at the European tour scorecard and uh, hopefully everyone knows what I'm talking about, it's like, they just essentially show their score for every hole, but every hole has a circle around it. And it's yeah. just, I yelled at the Caddyshack the other day. I'm like, who do they think they are? I mean, most of us are illiterate anyways. Yeah. If you're colorblind, you're basically fucked. You have no idea who's winning. Thank you. Evidently they're not colorblind. Colorblind over in Europe there. Uh, sorry, I switched from a black cherry to a strawberry now. Uh, so, we uh, what, what time is it here? Okay, well, we, uh, we should probably start uh, going down the hill now. Going down the hill and down to the North Hill now. If you're liking the show, please subscribe, rate, and quote, review. Just rate it. Say whatever you want to. Say Smitty needs to gain some weight. And tell, him, tell me to tuck in my shirt, whatever. Hit that share button. That's how people are going to find out about this. Make sure you're still driving straight. You know, keep your eyes on the road. And also, if you're going to need head covers, you're going to go to Gorse Golf, G-O-R-S-E-Golf.com, my boy Crazy's website and his product, great stuff. Enter in the code BOMBSQUADPOD, all one word, gets you an additional 10% off. I don't have a read here yet for Epic Golf Club. That is coming in the meantime. Oh, remind me to talk to you about that, Smitty, when we get off the air. I had somebody uh, from the company ask if they could have one of their guys come on and tell us about it. And uh, I haven't responded to him yet, but I want to tell you what I want to say to them. <laughs> They're friends. I just don't want our first guest ever to be a corporate shell. That's all. So hey, we're still going to talk golf, but uh, yeah. Gorf for the right price. Um, hey, for a couple of rounds of golf, I can be swindled into anything. Uh, Trust I me. I've, I've done a lot of things. I don't know if his company is international. So I, that's why I don't want to toot my own horn too much. And like what this company does. So Anyways, but yeah, back to gorsegolf.com. Bomb squad pot, all one word. Uh, you get an additional 10% off. Smitty is uh, keeping him up late right now. So we're going to we're gonna jump into the very end here where I, I have a little conundrum here. And I was expressing this to Smitty before the show. And then he dropped uh, <laughs> a, a New Balance bombshell on me in that. So, <laughs> you know, let's talk about it first because I got a couple fun things here. Uh, today on the course when I was on number three Pacific, par five, um, I was catting for these ladies from Sandpoint uh, near Seattle area recently, and their last round with us was on Friday. And then they all died. That was their final round. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. That was good. That was good. I said their last round with us was Go Friday. kill all the golfers. <laughs> oh, you're great, man. So uh, she, I was, uh, she lost the ball back there. Indictment on me as a caddy. My golfer today, lovely fella named Charles. He's a real bag of personality, uh, just full of it. He, um, he hit long on the green. So as I was looking for his ball, I pulled this golf ball out and I know it was the lady that I lost back behind the green, um, on Friday because her name's Betsy Erner, shout out Betsy Erner. And she got these balls for a abandoned trip. You can't really see it right there, Smitty. There's something written on it, but it says 
earners buying return to the bar for a free drink. She's like, she does one of those things. So I had her phone number. I texted with a picture saying, guess what I found? <laughs> Cause she was, I was getting for it. she was already buying me beers. So she said she owes me an extra cocktail. That's fun. And also the thing that got us to this fun little shoe thing, we'll get to the golf galaxy gift card in a second, but um, I, uh, I was talking about this neat little, uh, neat little keepsake that somebody gave me as a side gift with a free pair of shoes. That was really nice. And I'll get over the boring stuff here. It's the pairings and starting times sheet Sunday, April 8th, 2001 at Augusta national, the masters, this uh, folks, as a, uh, as Smitty knows, this was the tournament where the day where tiger finished off the tiger slam, probably something that's never going to be done before. Certainly the modern grand slam, probably we we'd love for that. Somebody to do that, but it's probably not going to happen, but this has, Smitty, this has got like the caddy number on here and it has their guys, their score already. So this is all printed the night before. And I told people it's on a nice piece of paper here. You got a list of invitees who are present and not participating, honorary non-competing invitees who are present. When you flip it over to the backside, you got a map here that talks about like, oh, there's a there's an airline reservation kiosk, but there's like check stands, first aid stations. This is like a spot of interest where you can catch a lot of action. I didn't know there's a secondary golf shop like at the other entrance for Augusta. There's a whole other golf shop there. I mean, interesting. But what's most interesting here, they have a safety weather warning uh, autograph policy. But right here, and I just wanted to read this because I teased it to tell Smitty before we started, but I wanted him to hear this. There's a little two paragraph blurb here uh, on conduct, customs and etiquette. And I won't say who wrote it but it's a really good it's it you'll see what i mean when in terms of this person was trying to get across this is when we should and should not clap for golf conduct customs and etiquette in golf customs of etiquette and decorum are just as important as rules governing play it is appropriate for spectators to applaud successful strokes in proportion to difficulty but excessive demonstrations by a player or his partisans are not proper because of the possible effect upon other competitors most distressing to those who love the game of golf is the applauding or cheering of misplays or misfortunes of a player. Such occurrences have been rare at the Masters, but we must eliminate them entirely if our patrons are to continue to merit their reputation as the most knowledgeable and considerate in the world. Written April 1967, Robert Trent Jones Jr., President in Perpetuity, Augusta National Golf Club. So this is like, and this was essentially on every single little flyer is like, and I'm sure people who go there, it's just like this top little corner paragraph right there that's just like, hey, a message on when to fucking clap and when not to by Bobby Jones. I mean, and, and we've never heard any type of etiquette dissertation or or on applause or whatever. I mean, you know, normally we try not to yell. Now it's just people yell mashed potatoes or whatever. But I mean, ultimately, mm -hmm. you don't we don't hear see people booing people per se. But I mean, so I got this piece of paper as a side gift because this fella I was caddying for, he asked me not to take pictures, not to share. So I'll leave names out of it, but he's a very nice fella. And uh, he said he was a size 12. So one day I text him saying, hey, you got any size 12s laying around? And he sends me some shoes in the mail. And while they're in the mail, he sends me a text. And I, and, and I read this text to Smitty too. And I'll, I'll, read it to, I'll read it to you guys right now just because the way the guy really um, – oh, hey, hey, Ty, there he is. Um, I, I want to get you exactly what he said to me. Let's see. Uh, that's where we're getting our shoe size here. Okay, he said uh, – he said, I've kept it a secret, but think Washington Road, Amen, Springtime, and Berkman's Nursery. So my, and as I told him, it's like, my dick's getting real hard, bro. Like, and, but I'm not telling him, like, I think I got a pair of Augusta, like, master shoes coming in. And then all of a sudden I open up the box and I'm just like, hey, big white New Balance golf shoes, like my dad would wear. 
I heard they're comfortable. They're awfully big. Let's see if it says Augusta anywhere on them. No, no, there's a little yellow on it and a little green. And at this point of the story, Smitty, a la Vince McMahon looking at Stacey Keebler, falls over in his chair, drops his microphone headset, comes back into the room and says, what, you mean these? <laughs> you, Smitty had the same damn shoes. I So obviously, number one, they're not Augusta special, like, you know, issued, number one. Number two, they, if that had Nike on the side, dog, it came from University of Oregon. I mean, look at the bottom of those things. I mean, that's, I caramba. Anyways, yeah. but this all this all came up because I have a fifty dollars Golf Galaxy gift card, and uh, oh, I also meant to mention, shout out Golf Galaxy. Your online store sucks. Like in terms of like brick and mortar stores going by the wayside and the internet dominating. Uh, both me and the wife have spent three nights going over your website trying to find something to waste fifty bucks on. That's why I want to bring it up to you to be like, hey, what should we spend it on? Because I don't freaking know. Needless to say, we started talking about shoes. I got those for free. I didn't know I was going to get them for free. Smitty, you paid good money for that. They yes and no bowls of soup for one shoe a piece <laughs> kind of um i was playing in a, a great men's invitational up at north bay golf and country club um the practice round day they have uh, basically double or nothing uh, actually not double or nothing double or get shop credit um on a on a par three hit the green you, you can wager up to 50 bucks um, you hit the green, you double what you wager and you get it in pro shop credit. If not, you get the amount you wagered in pro shop credit. So the shoes were on sale. I think they were like 125 bucks Canadian. So like 99 bucks us, um, ended up doubling my money. So I paid like $35 for these pair of shoes. Now, really in my head, I paid $35, but plus the $50 I originally put plus down. A, so. Plus a chunk of your soul. Yeah. And yeah, I hit- soul your foot. Yeah, so uh, goodbye, comfy as shit. Um, not great them, in wet have weather. Have you worn them playing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, easy. Okay, I've only worn mine a couple times at work, and that's because they match my, my summertime whites. I mean, you pump the brakes there. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, no, they're, they're, they're extremely comfy. Um, have you I, worn them with slacks? Sorry? Have you worn them with slacks? No, no, yeah, they're not yeah, a slacks. Yeah. I, you, okay, you know what? When, when we get off tonight, you you – put those put some slacks on put those shoes on the the new balance just just it'll be our little secret but just so you can see yeah i i i don't know if i have oddly shaped feet i don't know if i'm the thief with oddly shaped feet you're not an arsonist either but i mean yeah sorry that that's the quote the arsonist had oddly shaped feet but i i have a lot of trouble finding comfortable golf shoes um you ever try just no but actually, oh, oh, one, oh, one, oh, 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 you just started to laugh. You just started to laugh. Like I was laughing about New Balance. No, no, I, uh, okay. I, I do, I do appreciate Echo. They, they just kind of fit differently. They're really tight in the heel and really wide in the in the arches, which which is what I need. Like I don't have big feet, but they're a little bit oddly shaped. But I'd appreciate three hundred dollar pair of shoes too, man. I've never. No, owned no, a pair. no. I. I I got a gift certificate for Christmas and I got them like 35% off. So I never, ever pay full price for golf stuff ever. Golf balls. Yeah. I I never, (laughs) ever pay full price for anything golf related. Never, never. There's, there's Smitty's coaching tip for the week. Never just wait, wait two months. It'll be on sale. What should I get with my $50 golf galaxy gift card? I went through all the hats they had. I was about to just buy a gaudy one that looks stupid, but then I still would have $33 left on the gift card. You you work at Bandon Dunes. You, you've got the selection of the greatest 
hats in the world between all the different shops and logos combined shirts whatever shoes meh outerwear you need to spend more than fifty dollars on outerwear if you're living in oregon i would say grips like get some wait for the grip sale it's usually coming up next month get some regrip i don't know i i i'd say golf balls but you probably find so many you don't ever have to buy them it, it would be cool to buy, like, just get a dozen Pro V's, sure. But no, I, I do find those at work. Uh, I was thinking about maybe getting, like, some kooky, zany, uh, like, uh, super stroke grip that would cost, like, 30 bucks or something that I normally wouldn't spend the money on. But, uh, but no, maybe I a five wood shaft or something like that for 50 bucks, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know what? I, our uh, equivalent of Golf Galaxy here in Canada, we call it Golf Town. Um, they sometimes have like some good stuff like Yetis and like those accessories that you just normally wouldn't think of having at a golf store. They have them. Um, and, or, you know, you're a caddy yardages are important. Maybe investing if your range finder needs replacement, something like that. I, I don't know. No, you don't know. That's okay. But I appreciate the help there. <laughs> it's, oh, That's honestly, just where my mind's going. We, we went, we went through the website and they just, it, it seemed like going, maybe, maybe some clean caddies. Are clean caddies on the shelves at Golf Galaxy yet? No, clean caddies still. The he's he's only like four months old. He's a he's a, he's he, he needs to get on that. Colors. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can. Snack, maybe but. hey, maybe mark the caddy. You, you can trade him for some cheese. I still have a lot of cheese. Like that guy. That guy hooked it up. I didn't take a picture. I got like ten wedges of cheese from that guy. <laughs> you got you got to talk to him. I I love cheese. Ty loves cheese too, but he can't eat it. But if if he ships to Canada. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> I don't know what the great that, that sounds so funny. Like, oh, Ty loves cheese too. He can't have it, but he loves it. <laughs> well, he can have it. It's just he reeks afterwards. But that's that's a totally unrelated oh, podcast poor, topic. Poor, poor man. Um, yeah, I'm probably just gonna get like a super stroke. I don't know. I just gotta. I gotta really go through the site. I have. I have a bunch of hydro flasks and Yetis already. I mean, I'm, I don't want to sound like the guy who has everything, but it's like, well, I don't need anything. So yeah, you know I, what? I Think about like actually, sending you a gag gift or something. You know what I hate spending money on actually, but you go through them often when you play enough golf and they're right behind you on the wall. There's gloves. one. Yeah. Hmm. Get yeah. get yourself a couple of decent gloves. That's yeah. Yeah, that's 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 sexy. Yeah, get some gloves. I, I don't know. And I don't then know. you can look like the weekend. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Oh, Smitty, what anything else you want to talk about here tonight? No, I'm I'm spent. I am spent. All spent. Okay, well, uh, yeah, uh, Ty doesn't like these long pauses, so I can make uh, long noises here, and uh, I think that's about it. What's our next tournament? We got Pebble coming up. We, we have a no Pebble, no am. Pro-Am. It's just the Pebble Pro. That's it. Mm-hmm. No Pro-Am. Oh, also, AT&T I, I Pro. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this right now. I'm, I I apologize. I got the the Golf Galaxy gift card from the host of the From the Fringe Golf Podcast, Kit Man. He's a hell of a dude, real funny. I've been calling to the show every single time, and they've been taking my calls, so it's a lot of fun. And I'm actually, I'm not even like you know mentioning us at all. Like I actually only message him our podcast just because he was talking about like if there's a pot, he was like helping somebody else and start a podcast or whatever. And he said like find your niche or whatever. He said if you're a caddy with caddy stories or whatever, I messaged him going like hey that's one of my shows in case you're interested. But He's a busy guy. They're trying to do three shows a week, and and he does, he's pretty good with the fantasy golf too. I mean, we should probably uh, I think we should take a deep dive into fantasy golf here uh, at some point here. I'm uh, 
I, uh, after uh, losing on the Super Bowl, I'm a little, uh, between him and one other person I've been paying attention to for golf picks, they've been pretty good. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good. We're talking pretty, Sam Burns. Pretty, pretty, good. pretty good. Okay. Yeah, let's yeah, give some so, thought. Maybe dive in. So thank you, Kit, for or the gift card. Double and, down, as some people say. And, uh, oh, and if you're listening to this, and uh, Smitty, I don't know if you, this is totally a surprise on you, but I don't know if you remember Bobby the Starter at Bandon Dunes. You remember the fellow with the glasses? He he would always, like, any day you saw him, he would be, like, Purple Thursdays or Red Fridays. Like, he would have, like, the Air Jordan golf shoes, but he would have, like, his matching polo and vest and hat and everything. If there weren't for shoe as the director outside happiness or essentially the first guy you run across like to greet you or whatever at, at Bandon Dunes. Bobby has been like the full-time starter at Bandon Dunes uh, since the get-go. So he's probably the most other common person or like most like seen person, remembered person there or whatever. Bobby got COVID about a month ago. He got it pretty bad, like get on a ventilator bad. And then uh, as of about a week or two ago, he was getting better and on the mend, but I am getting like daily updates now where he is in big trouble medically to the point where he was at our big County hospital here. And then they flew him up to Eugene, which was two hours away. And then I just found out yesterday during the Super Bowl, somebody called me, somebody not even watching the Super Bowl, a caddy friend of mine who I didn't think would even know or care. And he said, Bobby was flown up to uh, two more hours away to Portland, which is our, the biggest city in Oregon. So no idea what's happening with Bobby. No idea if he'll even be ambulatory or like a non-vegetable afterwards. But uh, if, like I said, if you're the praying type, um, you know, full send them all Bobby's way because uh, everyone knows who Bobby is. And he's one of the nicest motherfuckers out there. So he's also a, he's also a fellow elk at my club. So, I mean, you know, it's uh, and I've known him since I was six years old. He was like the manager at the Kmart over in Coos Bay when I was growing up. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's it's sad to see. Definitely. Shout out. Thoughts and prayers to Bobby the starter at Bandit Dunes for sure. Yes, thank you, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, just like Major Kong had to do in Doctor Strange, love you know. Make sure the bay doors are open. Things are short circuited. Otherwise, the I I fucked it all up. Bombs away, everybody. Just pull the fucking trigger.